This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan and later I'll be joined by both Nate Klaus and Robin Washett as we are all doing the show remotely here. But uh, also Mike Farrell is going to join me as uh, the godfather of recruiting, uh, the head recruiting voice and analyst here for Rivals.com will join me for two segments as we will hit on a number of different topics involving Nebraska, the Big Ten, the transfer portal. I promise you will not want to miss my conversation with Mike Farrell because he's always very opinionated. He always has a lot of takes, and uh, you're going to want to listen to what Mike Farrell has to say. But lots of roster movement here I want to get to out of the gates here in the show. Um, Nebraska had a transfer portal entry this week, and defensive lineman Keem Green, not really a surprise. Uh, Keem Green only played four total snaps over Nebraska's final four games. Um, you know, you, you kind of thought this was a guy – that was going to do more, uh, but it just never happened. He just was not able to break through. And I think in all reality, you had guys like Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson emerge this year. Then you had Ben Stilley. Those were your key three guys, and, and Green was the odd man out, particularly with the scheme Nebraska was playing. They only used two defensive linemen a lot this year, um, so the third D lineman just wasn't out there very often, and Keem Green is going to look for – other opportunities. He's just the second portal entry the Huskers have had since December 1, Bo Wilson being the other. And Bo Wilson, as you know, is a, a fifth-year senior uh, that could come back for a six-year. Was not going to start uh, more than likely in 2021. So Wilson uh, put his name in the portal on Christmas Eve, and he will look for another option as well. Uh, we also learned two more Husker seniors will not be back in 2021. DiCaprio Boodle and Jack Stahl. Uh, you know, Boodle and Stahl both going to tackle the draft process. I'll tell you, when you look at DiCaprio Boodle, his durability is what really jumps out to me. This is a guy that's played over 2,000 snaps of football for Scott Frost. He's literally played almost every single snap under this coaching staff. He was second in total snaps played this past year. He led the Huskers in total snaps both in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, he played almost 900 snaps over 12 games. So got a lot of repetition, made 32 consecutive starts, played in 44 games, it really wasn't much more for DiCaprio Boodle that he was going to do to probably improve his overall stock. Arguably, his best year was a sophomore year. He had 15 pass breakups that led the Big Ten Conference. That was second all-time uh, for the Huskers in school history. Um, but he's going to try to get a chance. Um, I don't know if he'll get a combine invite, but you know he's going to run well. He's probably going to be a 4-4 guy. 
As for Jack Stahl, um, makes sense as well. I, I think the way the tight end room was shaping with Thomas Fedoni coming in, Travis Volkolek on the come, Austin Allen obviously back again in 2021. I just felt like Stoll said, you know what, it's time. It's time for me to move on and see what I can do at the next level. He was playing pretty good football down the stretch. Uh, so I'll be intrigued to see what Jack Stoll is able to do here as he goes into the draft process. So what's next? Nebraska right now, uh, they're moving forward here with their offseason. Obviously, we know there's not a bowl game coming up, um, but the semester doesn't start until January 25th. It's a very late start to the spring semester. The players will be back in Lincoln about a week before that. And then from there, you're going to see Nebraska have about an eight to nine week winter conditioning program. They, they want to utilize that time frame. There is no spring break this year. There are no days off. The semester will be 15 straight weeks with finals convening on Friday, May 6th. So what you're going to see is Nebraska start spring practice this year later than we've ever seen uh, really in history or modern-day history. Uh, Nebraska will not open up spring practice until the last week of March, and then they will go five straight weeks today with a minute with a spring game set for May 1 and that is the latest possible date they could have a red white game at Nebraska because you can't have practices going into the final examinations week and I like it for a lot of reasons I think number one it's going to give Nebraska's newcomers more time in the weight room it's going to give them more time in the meeting rooms just to learn and study behind the scenes and then you know number two the weather I mean they, they can get outside I mean it was getting to the point because of spring break, you'd have a spring ball practice sometimes start like on February 28th. And that, that's just not ideal for weather in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I, I think by really having your spring practice this year over the month of April with a May 1 spring game, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, unfortunately, you can't do it this way every year. But because of the recruiting calendar, coaches will not be out on the road uh, more than likely in April, and maybe they'll be out in May, uh, but we don't know. We don't know those questions, but you know, May 1, maybe they'll say visitors can come back to your campus. Well, guess what? The spring game is going to be May 1, so Nebraska might be able to have visitors on their campus again. So lots to chew on there with that, but I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons, uh, especially with the way the season went so late. Give the players more time off as well before you pat it back up. And then maybe we'll also be on the other side of COVID-19 by April. Obviously, it's still going to be around. It's not going anywhere officially. But maybe in April, we're going to be, and hopefully, we're going to be in a much better place um, for the start of spring practice. And by May 1, who knows how many people can be in Memorial Stadium for that spring game. Uh, that will be a decision that would be made by the Lancaster County Health Department. The Big Ten would not have a say-so in the crowd at the spring game. So, I'm just intrigued on that end of it. How many Nebraska people are just going to say, you know what, playing the spring game May 1, it's going to be 70 degrees out, 65 degrees out. Let's go have the tailgate party we never could have this past year and go to the red-white game. Um, that will be something kind of interesting to follow to see what that will be like just having a later spring game. We learned the volleyball schedule this week as well for Nebraska. It's going to be a conference-only weekend doubleheader deal where uh, other than the Iowa series, which is Wednesday, Saturday, Nebraska will play two games or two matches on Friday, Saturday. So um, 11 weeks of two matches per week uh, rolling into the NCAA tournament. I would expect baseball to be very similar. The format being talked about for baseball 
is 11 weeks of four-game Big Ten-only series, so 44 Big Ten games that would be played on Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a doubleheader worked in there somewhere. So uh, the Big Ten very much into a league-only schedule other than basketball, which was able to play um, five or six non-conference games this year, and volleyball learned that here this week. Um, So lots to look at. Iowa had their bowl game canceled, too. That was a a storyline of the week. Um, and, and you kind of feel for the Hawkeyes. I mean, this was a game that they stayed back for. They prepared over Christmas. Missouri sent their kids home for Christmas. They came back. COVID-19 happens. And they say it had nothing to do with sending their players home, but still unfortunate and kind of shocking to me that they let their kids go home um, in the middle of a protocol knowing um, that they were going to come back and have to get ready for a bowl game. So Iowa, without a bowl game, only four Big Ten teams play total in bowls. We saw Wisconsin play on Wednesday. Uh, started out slow, but came out strong in the end uh, to handle Wake Forest 42-28, to 28, as Paul Christ has been money in bowl games. He's had his team play very well in the bowl games. Um, obviously, the, the championship game or the playoffs will be what we're going to be watching closely here in the coming days. Ohio State, a big underdog right now to Clemson, so that's that's one to watch closely to see if the Buckeyes can rise up to the challenge. But uh, the Big Ten has a pretty good chance, I think, in all of their bowl games. I think Northwestern uh, can beat Old Miss. And then I think Indiana uh, can easily win their game as well. So uh, that will be something to watch. But just four teams playing in bowls now from the Big Ten. We've had 19 bowl games canceled this year overall. All right, when we come back, Mike Farrell from Rivals.com is going to join me. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 